What is good? Welcome back to the God's Vibes podcast. We're going to dive into a topic today about how you can demystify how to love yourself. This is a topic that really was inspired by some of the happenings in Courage Co., but I feel like it's one that often remains confusing, out of reach for most, and it can be a really challenging area because we're not taught to do this. In fact, we're taught to sabotage, we're taught to get in our own way, we're taught to play small, we're taught to shrink, we're not taught to expand, to evolve, to take up more space, to be bold, to be courageous. We're not taught any of that. So my assignment today is to help demystify how to love yourself. So that sounds like something that resonates. Do a couple of things right off the jump. Make sure that you prepare your heart, your mind to receive this message. Create some space to do that. Also, if you've listened to any episode at all and it has blessed you in any kind of way, take 30 seconds, maybe 60 seconds, and pay it forward. I recommend going to Apple Podcasts. You can actually rate five stars and leave a review. It does something crazy. Not only does that ensure that the podcast gets into more hearts and into more homes, but for some reason it gets traction out there in the podcast world. So that would be such a blessing. If you haven't already, also subscribe. Today is one of those days where I'm also popping in or sneaking in. As some of you know that I like to do, a bonus episode. So I've been known to do this to just keep pumping out value to you guys. And I do it in very unlikely, unsuspecting times. So to be the first to know that there is another episode that comes out that will bless your life, that happens when you're subscribed, you'll get a notification on your phone. So go ahead, subscribe, then also pay it forward, write a review and give it five stars. And for those that are watching on YouTube, you'll get a copy of the God's Vibes Matter devotional when you do that. So I actually send this to you, I'll give you a free gift and it's totally changed my life. So Make sure you do that, and then when you do, go to julianapage.com under the podcast page and claim your devotional. Make sure to send it your way. All right, and then there's some exciting news, so make sure that you listen to the end. I'm not going to share it here at the jump, but make sure that you listen to the end for some exciting news. And for those of you that don't know, Courage Co. is a platform that I host off social media. I feel like it's so important when we're inundated by information from every side to have a space where we can grow, where we can develop, where we can evolve and really advance our lives in every aspect around other people that are doing the same or desire the same. So Courage Co. is really about helping you activate and live your most courageous and impactful story. All right, so this is walking out literally (laughs) what God put on the inside of you one day at a time, one step at a time, one moment at a time with other courageous women and men that are doing the same thing. So that is an environment that is totally free to you. It's www.courageco.org if you wanna get planted in there. We do masterclasses, challenges, prayer calls, so many things for free. So it's a beautiful space to develop. I don't know how long we'll keep it that way, but it for sure is gonna stay that way as far as I know, (laughs) unless God tells me any different. All right, so you can absolutely get plugged in there, www.courageco.org. All right, so I wanna take you into what was happening this morning. I believe it was on another podcast episode. I was talking about something really powerful about how If you have ever been one like myself, 
and you've self-helped your way through life, you realize that you can only get so far doing that. The word says, unless the Lord builds the house, it will not stand. And a lot of times we can get distracted. We can get up, caught up in things that are good, but they're never what God actually led us to do or wants us to build and he might not be on it. So something I say is if God's not on it, I don't want it, right? But in my quiet time, God had led me to Ezekiel 36, 26, where it talks about God giving us a new heart. But in my quiet time, he actually exposed that it says in Ezekiel 11, the same thing. So the same scripture is there. And I'm just going to read it. It's Ezekiel 11:19, where this was highlighted, but it's essentially saying the same thing with a few slightly different words that make all the difference. So it says this, and I will give them one heart, a new heart, and I will put a new spirit within them, and I will take the stony, unnaturally hardened hearts out of their flesh and will give them a heart of flesh, sensitive and responsive to the touch of their God. Okay, so what's interesting about this, in Ezekiel eleven nineteen, God says that he's going to replace this stony heart in his people. Hello, us, right? And he's going to give us new hearts that are sensitive to his touch, to his voice. So think about it. You've lived your whole life, and this was for sure me, but you've lived your whole life being physically attuned, like hyper aware, hyper sensitive, right? So much so that people might have even said, you're too sensitive, right? You probably have gotten that before if you listen to this podcast, <laughs> right? But being called too sensitive actually is not a bad thing when that, that sensitivity is put into God's hand. God's hands, right? So when you put your physical sensitivities to smell, sight, touch, right? Things that are happening in the physical, when you put that in God's hands and he turns it into a supernatural sensitivity, then you're able to hear him. You're led by him. You're guided by him. You can really be moved by his presence. You can sense it, right? So sensitivity is not a bad thing when it's put into God's hands, right? But we can be over sensitized, right, to all of the things that are happening in the world. But when we give our lives to God, he puts a sense of right and wrong deep within our conscience, okay? But here's the thing. If we rebel against him, our conscious, right, like if we rebel against what we know, what we're getting that prompting to do, that natural discernment of what's right and what's wrong, right? This is a gift from God. Discernment is a gift from God, right? We can become hard-hearted when we ignore that, okay? If that happens, we need to let God soften our heart so that we can be spiritually sensitive to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. One of the reasons why we can't self-help our way is we just don't know what is best for ourselves, right? We can give it our best guess, but a lot of times if you've ever been through heartbreak, you know that you're not always led to the things that are good for your heart, right? We know that we can build to a point, but left to our own devices, we're gonna start sabotaging ourselves or overworking ourselves or building something that's not sustainable. We simply need the Holy Spirit guidance and direction. Not only that, the equipping, right? The Holy Spirit actually gives us divine enablement, an ability of God a strength, right, to follow through, to assert our will, to do what God requires, okay? So I know for me, I was really hard-hearted before I started spending time with God. 
And being in his presence regularly was what developed this new heart and this increased sensitivity to him in me that I did not operate in at all before, okay? And the new heart, right, is a heart that Jesus died to give you. Think about that. Whenever you're wrestling, spending time with God, like Jesus died to give you this new heart and this direct connect to God. God can't get any closer than dwelling on the inside of you, yet we can deny God every day. Isn't that interesting? So without a heart that is sensitive to God's touch, we'll not recognize many of the times he's speaking to us. He speaks gently in a still, small voice, right? The voice of the Holy Spirit or with a gentle conviction on the matter. And he's a gentleman, right? Like he's not going to be loud over all the noise that you have going on. So sometimes what you need to do is turn down the noise in your life so that you actually can be more sensitive or more aware. There's more space to listen and to sense, right? When you've got too much going on, that will limit your ability to access and to hear from God. Those who are hard-hearted and busy doing their own thing, right? I like to call that my alter ego now will not be sensitive to God's voice, right? For me personally, I'm grateful that God softened my heart with his word because a hardened heart cannot receive the blessing he wants to give. So sometimes when we're sitting here thinking, why is it not working? Why is it not working? How connected are you? What actually is going on in your heart, right? Man is always looking at the outward appearance, but God cares about what's happening in your heart. So a lot of times, I have noticed I might not see something the physical happen until I have a heart change. Really, really interesting. Now, the other piece that was really fruitful in this quiet time with God was there's a cure for hard heartedness that I started to develop with him. Okay. And the secret (laughs) that I have found is walking in love. That is the cure hard-heartedness and walking love is actually impossible right just examine your life pre God (laughs) to walking with God right walking in love is impossible unless we allow the Holy Spirit to really tenderize our hearts right you've got to have a heart that can love and as God says in Ezekiel 11 19 it's not his will for us to be hard-hearted Okay, so sometimes we have to do, when it comes to loving yourself, we have to be willing to do the heart work before the hard work because there is, it actually says, right, a dream comes with much effort and painful toil. It says that in the word of God. Be not surprised that your dream is going to come with that, right? It's a metaphor or something visually that you can compare it to is like giving birth, right? There's much labor and painful toil to bring a baby into the world, right? It doesn't just happen. It's not just like, poof, there it is. That'd be great, right? But that's not how it works. And it's the same thing with your dream. It takes a lot. And even when that baby is in the world, there's a lot of walking out life with that child and training up the child in the way it should go. It's not just, whoop. They're in the world. That's it. Goodbye. Like, that's not how it works. (laughs) A dream comes with much painful effort and toil. Okay. There is going to be resistance connected to your dream. All right. Now, it's not God's will for us 
to be hard-hearted because then we're not receptive to him, his good plans, his good purposes for our life. We can't access the blessings from a hard heart, right? I had a hard heart in my life because in a lot of ways I was neglected. In a lot of ways I was betrayed. I was abandoned. I was traumatized. I really suffered a lot, right? And didn't have an understanding of how to navigate that other than just to suck it up and keep it moving, right? Or do what kept either praise on you or no attention at all. I learned to survive and I took all those habits that were not really healthy into adulthood, right? But there was a lot of people that, you know, are supposed to love you or might have even claimed to love you that were not by action, right? Their words might say something, but then their action said something totally different. And that sends a really interesting message to a young person, right? Like if you also have been neglected, it sends this message that I'm not worthy, that I'm not enough, that something is wrong with me, right? It, I'm unlovable, something like that, right? If you're not worthy of somebody's time and attention and affection, if somebody doesn't want to invest in you, if somebody doesn't really care about what's happening inside of you, right? That's really sad, actually, right? But it teaches you to treat yourself that same way, right? Like if you're not worthy of love and affection, if you're not worthy of nurturing and support, then why would you give that to yourself? Nobody's got time for that. That's sort of what you receive. It, it might not even actually be communicated to you in that way, but if you actually are on the receiving end of that, that's what you learn. You learn this pattern of neglecting yourself, of abandoning yourself, of betraying yourself, and then you become an adult and you're like, man, why is it so hard to love myself? Well, you've practiced not loving yourself your whole life. So that could be where a hard heart comes from, <laughs> right? Because you developed a hard heart to protect yourself. That hard heart is keeping out everything that you actually desire and the blessings that God has for you. So I had had a very hard heart and it seemed that all my life, people just wanted me to be useful or I had to fit a role that I didn't even have a desire to play or I didn't even know that I was equipped for. So I kind of resented it, right? Like it felt like way too much responsibility, but if I didn't do it, who was gonna do it? And I didn't like the alternative, like nobody was gonna do it, right? So I had to step up and figure a lot of things out that were beyond me, right? So my response was to become hard on the inside, right? Like hard to block more emotional pain, to block more trauma, to block more feelings of life just being out of control and completely unmanageable. So I tried to protect in that way and became very hard-hearted. But once our hearts become hardened, right, it's nearly impossible to change them by decision or by willpower alone, okay? So I'm convinced that nothing in my life worked like i achieved a lot and i really did succeed in so many areas you know according to the worldly standards but i don't believe that i really started having and enjoying my life until god healed my heart and really invited me onto a healing journey with him to purify my heart and to really address all of those areas that i had never examined right which to me, I also believe you can't do that work without God. I, I'd like to think that when you look inside without God, you're in big trouble because we always look at things from a limited perspective. But when you look at your life and your heart with God, he shows you very different things and reveals so much to you that absolutely heals and transforms your heart. 
okay? So look within, but look within with God. And changing your heart is a type of change that requires a supernatural working of the Holy Spirit. He is the only one who can get inside our souls and heal the wounds and bruises that are there. He alone can restore us to the condition we were in prior to our injuries. He is the one who sheds God's love abroad in our hearts. He is also the one who teaches us, convicting us of wrong conduct when we mistreat others, and he works in us to give us tender hearts. All right, so I've shared about this. It was a broken heart that actually led me to God. It was a broken heart, a shattered heart, a oh, just a really, really deep, painful heartbreak that led me to God, but it exposed how shattered and broken my heart was. It felt like pieces of my heart were just everywhere, and it had been bruised and poked and just, you know, mistreated, and a lot of that was self-inflicted too for not knowing better, really, right? But looking at that and seeing that when that was exposed to me was like, how could I ever heal from this? How could I ever recover from this? And even greater still, how could I ever have the life that I'm called to with a heart like this, right? Like your heart is your operating system. It's your energy. It's your life force, right? Like how are you going to be successful or access everything that God has for you with a broken heart? It's just not going to work, right? So that was really intimidating because if you don't know God, right, and then you don't know how healing with God works, it's like, I'm doomed. (laughs) Literally, like that's what it can feel like in your soul at first, like in your human self, if you're honest, you're like, man, I have been practicing some bad habits, some bad conduct for years, like my entire existence. How on earth am I going to undo all of that? The short answer is you can't. Like apart from God and apart from the transformative work of the Holy Spirit, we can't do that, right? It's only your creator that knows your heart and knows how to heal it where it's broken. And that work is necessary because when you have a healed heart, you have a whole heart that can serve on an entirely different level, right? You're not serving from a wound, right? An unhealed wound. You never want to serve from an unhealed wound, right? You just project more pain and resentment and bitterness, you, you project that onto other people, right? So you always wanna be healed, especially if you're in a service industry or business or leadership of some kind, you always wanna heal and you need to set aside time to do that too. And I like to say, well, how long is it gonna take? You know, when that question comes up, I like to say to that, however long it takes, it's gonna take, right? Because it's absolutely necessary. So I know for me, The journey was longer than I would have desired it to be, but it was exactly as long as it needed to be. And we never finish evolving, right? Like we're always going through different seasons and evolutions and our job is to stay on the potter's wheel, right? He is the potter, we are the clay. Who are we to tell him how to guide and direct our lives? Like he knows best and it's just trusting him and staying on the wheel however long that takes. So when I realized in my own life that I grieved the Holy Spirit when I was frustrated, when I isolated myself, when I was angry or when I was resentful or judgmental or critical towards someone, I began to take that kind of behavior more seriously, right? I love God and I don't want to grieve his spirit, right? 
So when you and I do grieve the spirit, we also feel grieved. So even though we might not realize what is wrong with us, we know that when we feel sad or depressed or something is just not right, something is off, right? So I have come to believe that much of the sadness, the depression, and heaviness we experience is mostly linked to our own behavior towards other people. Whew, this is a say a lot moment. I'm gonna say it again. I've come to believe that much of the sadness, depression, and heaviness that we experience is mostly linked to our own behavior towards other people. Galatians 6 7 actually says that whatever we sow, we will reap. And man, is that true. If we sow words and actions that sadden others, we will reap sadness. But if we sow happiness in the lives of others, we will reap happiness in our own lives as well, right? It pays to be joyful, let me tell you. So don't allow, and we're going to walk through a practical example of this, but don't ever, don't ever, ever allow yourself to remain hard-hearted, right? Don't do it. <laughs> Pray. And this is a dangerous prayer, but that's what we do around here. We pray dangerous prayers. But pray for God to soften your hearts and give you a tender conscience, one that is responsive to his touch, right? God can will us to do his good pleasure, right? He works in and through us and he wills us. He gives us the desire and the strength to do what he requires. Ask him to allow you to feel what he feels and to work his character in you. Okay, learn how to walk in love with a heart that is open to God and sensitive to the needs of others. So a couple of prayers that I have prayed that have been super powerful. So as God was really working with me in a healing journey, I started crying for the first time in years of my life, like literally for years of my life, I could not cry at all. And these were like wails and sobbing and like really like scary crying. Not cute. <laughs> right? Thank God it was in like the privacy of my own home, right? And he was just with me in this, you know, healing season. But I had never experienced anything like that in my entire life, but it just felt like being held. You know, there's some people that you can just see them and you start like bawling and all you need is just a hug and support and to be held, right? And then you're fine. But that's sort of what it was like, if I could describe it that way. Like God just held me and helped me release and let out so much that I had held in for years of my life. Like it was just repressed and put in there and he was just, now it was safe. Now I was ready to heal. I was ready to look at it, but with him, right? And as uncomfortable as that was, he was healing my heart and he was softening a hardened heart, right? And helping me to be sensitive to him in the process. It was really, really beautiful. But two dangerous prayers that I prayed was God, teach me. One, God, break my heart for what breaks yours. Poof! And that one was painful. And two, teach me to love like you. Because clearly, I don't know what to do, okay? And this will absolutely change your love ministry. Let me just tell you, all right? So I just wanted to invite you into that. If you've been trying to heal your heart, I know that I did all the things. I self-sought therapy. I worked with coaches. I read all the books. I tried to get in as many programs as possible. I went through many trainings, but nothing healed my heart until God did. That's just my story. Okay, so if that feels relatable to you, Ezekiel eleven nineteen and Ezekiel 
36, 26 are going to be verses for you. And something that I wanted to dive into together is this demystifying how to love yourself. I, from early on, like I mentioned, had no clue how to do this. And then I realized when I ran into God that this was my problem, right? My main issue was a heart issue, okay? And... <laughs> Out of your heart flow all of the issues of life. So that is exactly what I want to help you start considering that could be the problem in your own life as well or the issue that you might be facing. It's not something outside of you. It's something within you. Okay, so demystifying this, there was a couple of great things that came up, as I mentioned, in Courage Co. Many folks in there want to begin a courageous journey of loving themselves. And so I'm going to give us an analogy of how to do that today. And then there was also a beautiful question that came through today that I want to address. And for the record, if you're not in Courage Co., get in there because you can ask questions and I can answer them here too. But there was one about how do you trust God and how does that change you and your way of being? And I feel like this is directly connected to loving yourself and learning how to love yourself. So I personally did not know if I could trust God, right? Like I didn't know God, not personally. I didn't know I could have a relationship with God. I didn't know if I could be led by God. I didn't know if I read his word, if that would somehow become alive and active to me like I was starting to hear. I didn't know what happens when you pray or how powerful that is or the importance of it. I didn't know a lot. And what I didn't know was causing suffering, right? Ignorance was causing suffering for me. So part of learning to love me was being willing to trust that God loves me, that God is real, that God is an absolute, that he is what I am hearing, right? He is what I am starting to read in his word. He is faithful. He is unchanging, right? He is everywhere, <laughs> right? And he is the creator, right? And I am his masterpiece. Like I'm being, I'm open to trusting that, right? Like God, I don't, I don't feel this experientially. Like I don't know this to be true, but I want to, I want to know that you're real. I want to, to know that you care about me. I want to know that I'm not alone. I want to know that I'm being led, that I'm being guided, that I'm being supported. I want to be able to be loved by you because I know if that happens then I can actually love myself and that'll change every single that I every single relationship that I have which is going to be everything to me right and that could it'll be so much easier for me too it'll be so much healthier and life-giving so learning to love me was being willing to trust God being willing to start to develop a relationship with God, being willing to buy a Bible, being willing to read it, <laughs> being willing to make space and time to start asking questions, to start uh, doing devotionals, to start getting into his presence, to start having a track record, to start praying and, and expecting and waiting on God and sitting in his presence, right? To start following through on promptings that I was experiencing in my heart and seeing what would happen and as I started to see God move, see God show up, see God answer prayer, see the word become alive and active to me, right? When you're seeing prayers get answered alone, that will absolutely change you. But right, when you're seeing God 
show up, what happens is you start getting influenced by his presence, right? When you start getting influenced by one that is absolute, by something that is sure, by something that is certain, all of that gets imparted into you. You become sure, you become certain, you become bold, you become confident, you become willing to do things that would have never crossed your mind at all because you're being willed by him to do it. It changes your entire operating system and your way of being in the world. So I just want to offer that part of learning to love yourself could like be could be similar to my journey where it's turning your life over to God and being willing to be loved by him. God, show me how much you love me. Ask him that. God, show me how much you love me. God, help me to love me like you do. Right? And expect him to start revealing that and giving you strategies and ways to do it. I know there's a lot of things that he started teaching me to do and guiding me to do. Lifestyle changes, different practices, right? Different ways to serve and show up in different seasons. Like he was teaching me how to do different things. So it may be similar for you. But your future, I think this is also another way to love yourself is recognizing that your future isn't in someone's hands. This is what we are taught in the world. Like our future is out there somewhere. We just have to go get it, right? And then we're willing to compromise and do things that are extreme, right? To get what we want. And it's crazy, right? But your future isn't in someone's hands. It's in your heart. And it's up to you to bring your future out of your heart. Now think about that. To me, that's a huge motivator to heal my heart or to be willing to let God heal my heart. <laughs> More like it, right? But if I know that my future is in my heart and I need a, a whole heart, a healed heart to start allowing that to come forth, it's now my responsibility to honor that, to respect that and start creating space for that process to happen. That's how I see it. So couple of things just from the jump here. One, you might not be able to love yourself well because you don't know the author of love, the creator of love, and you're not receiving love from the creator. Because when you do, that teaches you how to love yourself. And this is gradual. This isn't like, ta-da, like an overnight thing, right? You might get some revelation like that, but this is a gradual process that you take one day at a time, one step at a time, one moment at a time be to become more loving, okay? It's just a decision that you're going to master in love and let the other minor things be minor, all right? And however long it takes, right? Like, do you want to get really good at this or not? <laughs> so one, loving yourself could be you've put it in the wrong hands, right? Recognizing that you need God to love yourself. Two, it could be recognizing that your future is in your heart and it's time to start doing the heart healing work with God because you owe it to yourself to become everything that God formed, shaped, and anointed you to be. You owe it to yourself to bring forth the dreams, the desires, the ideas that God put on the inside of you. Okay? To me, that's motivating too. Like thinking about sabotaging or squandering my life versus the discomfort of starting to become who I'm here to be. They're both going to be hard, right? They're both going to be painful for their own reasons, but I'd rather like to have the reward <laughs> and like the, the pride of knowing that I showed up and gave it all I got and that I literally poured out everything that God put in me, right? 
So now I'm going to give you a metaphor. We're going to talk about ideas, but this can also be a way to look at how you can love yourself, okay, and demystifying that by giving you another way to look at it. So when we see, and this is so interesting, but when we see great things in the world, the human tendency, which boggles my mind, but the human tendency is to feel jealous, insecure, resentful, or unworthy. Like, oh man, like that's so, but I could never do that. Do you know what I mean? Like we, we see great things and suddenly we feel disqualified somehow and then it leads to all those other emotions. Does not make sense, right? Like when somebody else is shining in their greatness, <laughs> one, they've sacrificed a lot to get there. Two, that did not happen overnight. And three, it's definitely by the grace of God also. Like they never got there by themselves. But it's only an example of what is possible for you and it's highlighting different aspects of you that God wants you to step into and embody. So rather than resent it or feel unqualified, let that be foreshadowing of what's, you know, these future attractions for you, right? So the the interesting thing that I think we can overlook is that to for the most part, we are all born with the same things. And what I mean by that is that we're born, all of us, with this ability to think, to imagine, to come up with an idea. Okay? Really, really powerful. We're born with the ability to think, to imagine, to come up with an idea. And the beauty of this is that it costs you nothing to do that, right? Like it's gonna cost you the time to, to sit down and to use your brain, right? But it costs you nothing to actually sit down and do it when it comes to, you know, finances or any any sort of thing like that, right? To actually challenge your mind costs you nothing. But just think about this for a second. Why then might the enemy of your soul be all about the airwaves and making sure that you're digesting every single day things that do not serve you? Think about that. From the news to social media to the radio, all of the airwaves are full of things that do not serve you at all. They are controlling how you think, brainwashing you, keeping you small, and literally like infusing you with fear. And then you wonder why you can't show up, right? And unless <laughs> you learn to start thinking for yourself, people will absolutely think for you. Absolutely. Okay, so just, just ponder that for a second. Huge thought, huge nugget. So a couple of things about ideas. Okay, there's, there's some really interesting things about how they happen. And I think something that really inspired this in me is I went to graduate school for film production. And it's fascinating because film production is really all about how you take an idea, an idea, something that is a thought in your brain, and you turn it into a reality, like a full on movie. Okay, like, <laughs> it is insane. What has to happen for that sucker that is a little idea in your brain, right? That could easily be just a fleeting thought that nothing ever happens with, right? And turn that into a full-blown production that turns into a movie. Absolutely insane. All the elements and everything that's involved in doing that. So something about ideas, and again, I'm going to use this as a metaphor to help you see how you can love yourself. Okay, so just track with me. So one... What great people seem to do is that they honor their ideas. 
Okay, so whereas maybe average, mediocre people might look at a possibility and just consider it a wish or a hope or a, yeah, that sounds nice. That would be nice. I hope that that sounds cool. I hope that would happen, right? Great people, <laughs> right? And you have greatness in you, by the way, right? But great people actually honor their ideas. They don't just consider them a wish or a hope, right? So just the question I have, number one, when it even comes to loving yourself, right? Do you respect your idea by creating space and making the time to actually write it down? To not allow it to just be a fleeting thought, right? Do you allow your brain to envision something that would add value to the world? And you honor it enough that you would actually not just pass that by, but write it down and develop it. Something else that great people do <laughs> is they, they recognize that they've got to believe in this idea, right? We're all creative. That's the reality. We're made in the image and likeness of our creator. So if you've ever been told that you're not creative, it's a lie. You are creative because you're made in the image and likeness of your creator. And we all create in very unique ways, okay? So, you know, my creativity might be communicating, storytelling, training, right? Encouraging. That, that could be part of how I create in the world, creating content, right? Other people's creativity might be painting, singing, right? We all have different ways of creating, but we're made in the image and likeness of our creator. But what's different than being creative and being a creator is that a creator takes the creativity and moves it forward, right? It's one thing to be creative. It's another to be a creator. And a creator knows how or just has the audacity to take their idea forward, okay? So how do they do this? They believe in it. You don't move on what you don't believe in. They believe in it, okay? Great people are bold and, and really great salespeople too, right? Like they, they sort of sell without selling. Like they're just obsessed with this idea, with this project, whatever it might be. And they don't fear rejection. That's really what I mean. So great people have been rejected. They just know that that's part of their job. Like a majority of the time, they will be rejected. That just comes with the territory, but they learn to not let that bother them or hold them back. They just know that that's part of it. Like it's almost like being an actor. About 90%, maybe more, 95% of an actor's job is being rejected. That's their job, right? So a lot of times that's true with great people too. They know that they're gonna get a lot of no's, they're gonna get a lot of rejection, but they view it differently. They're just viewing it like it's getting them closer to the right fit, okay? So great people are bold, they don't fear rejection, and they believe in their idea so much that that makes them bold enough to talk to people about it. They literally are bold enough to open their mouth and talk about it and share it and get it out there. They don't just sit on it, they're willing to give it legs, to get it moving. Great people also know that their ideas need to be connected. They know that they can't really bring this idea, this project, this aspiration into the world by themselves. They also respect their idea. 
and they respect it by educating themselves around it, getting skills, doing research, developing it, bringing their excellence to it, testing it, asking questions, getting feedback about it, piloting it. And if you don't respect it, it won't respect you. Okay, so think about this, just connecting again, loving yourself to this. If you don't respect you, nobody else will either. If you don't honor you, other people won't honor you either. If you don't nurture you, if you don't support you, other people won't either. It's definitely true that you teach people how to treat you. And you accept the love that you believe you're worthy of receiving. And that might not be love at all. So it is imperative, right? Just think about this, because sometimes when you're on this journey of learning to love yourself, when you can use a different example, so when we're just talking about ideas, it might be easier for your brain to grasp that, right? Oh, yeah, that makes sense. But think about that now with you, right? Are you respecting you? Are you honoring you? Are you giving you time and attention that you need? Because how would you look to other people to do that if you're not even giving yourself that? Or what could you even bring to the table in relationship when you don't know you? What kind of love do you have to give when you're not even loving you? Is it really love? These are big, hard questions, but when you bring them to God, he will help you look at them and heal you enough that you will have answers to those. Okay? Make it your objective, I dare you, (laughs) to become the most loving human you know. Watch how your life changes, right? But great people respect their ideas and they bring all of themselves to it, right? You, you are worthy of all of the love and affection that you can give you. And the more you start doing that, the more that you'll just start receiving it. But you've got to sow that into you. So heart work, which we're seeing from Ezekiel and what I presented here, and hard work go together when it comes to bringing ideas into the world. You have to actually put your whole heart to it. Like I really have challenged myself with the thought that there's so many things in the world that we're just half-hearted about. We don't even bring our full selves to like anything. It's really kind of sad. We're like doing all the things, but we're not fully present in any of those things. And I don't know about you, but That to me is not excellence. That's not well done. I would not want to be on the receiving end of somebody that shows up like that. Like I'm just fitting in your schedule. You don't really want to hang with me, but you just feel obligated to squeeze me in. Like, no, Mm -mm. like, no, (laughs) right? Like, just be honest. Like, tell me that you don't want to spend time with me. Like, just let, let's be clear, right? Like, don't, don't like pity me and squeeze me in. You know what I mean? Like, it's not fun to be on the receiving end of that. So just think about that. Like, are you making people feel that way? Are you making you feel that way? Because you for sure are worthy of your love and attention. So heart work and heart work come in. Heart work, your heart beating heart, and hard work come into play when you're bringing ideas forth. And something else to consider too, when we're like looking at people and we're thinking that they're just more gifted, the interesting thing is, is the greater the gift that you have, the greater the risk of mediocrity, right? Because when you're gifted, things come to you naturally that would be somebody else's hard work and effort to get to. Do you know what I mean? But if it's just coming naturally to you, you don't 
work is hard to get an edge and so there's a greater risk of mediocrity so an example of this is that kobe bryant said he's was blessed with talent but he knew that right he knew he was blessed with talent but he worked like he had none okay and that's how you keep this being diligent and disciplined in focus right Yes, you may have talent, but talent isn't what makes you, right? You've got to still work like you have none, right? Like work as if it's, what is that saying? It's like work as if it's all up to you or like work as if it's up to God, but then also move like it's all up to you. Do you see what I'm saying? Like it's yes, no, that God is going to be the one that does the hefty lifting, but move, right? As if he's not. You know what I mean? In a sense, like move as if a lot of it is up to you, right? Like don't, don't just bank on sitting and waiting on him. Like there's something that you got to do to make that thing happen. So constantly be developing yourself. I like to say, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. And that means that you are constantly growing and evolving. You are constantly stretching. You're investing in your development. You're getting new skills. You're becoming a better leader and building leaders. Like there's just more and more that you're stepping into because you go from strength to strength and glory to glory, right? Like you don't just get a new skill and you're done. Like you keep going. A great example of this, I'm in um, a chat pod for a program that I'm actually currently in with a bunch of other ladies. And so we're chatting and one of the women is starting a new business, right? And so she was really worried about all of the expenses that are connected to that. Like I have this platform and it costs this much and then I've got this thing over here and I'm paying for this and like, is that normal or should I just, you know, consider other ways to minimize expenses? And I'm like, yo, like pause perspective for a second. One, all of those expenses are absolutely necessary, number one to get your business off the ground. And there's not like one platform that ties all of those together and makes it easier, right? They're just for different aspects of your business. Two, <laughs> a lot of times what we can do is when we have a new idea or when we have you know, a business or something that we're stepping out on, we can think about it like, oh, I'll just see how it goes. Like, I'm just gonna step my foot out there and just see how it goes, right? And then we treat it like a side hustle or like a little hobby thing, this thing that we're trying out, this thing that we're testing. And we don't give it all of us. We don't actually like throw ourselves at it. And that's its own way of sabotaging ourselves, right? So really, if you just viewed this as like, of course, like success is going to be inevitable. Of course, I'm going to give this business baby everything that it needs to function. Of course, I am going to be successful at this. This is going to change lives. And this is just the cost of doing business. And because my success is inevitable and this is going to serve and bless so many people, the expenses are going to be paid for by the business. Right? Like there's just so many other ways that you could think about that. But I think we have to normalize that there's a cost of doing business, right? It's just sometimes too, we think that, oh, like we can just get everything for free. Nah, man, like part of even like supporting local businesses, invest in those people, like spend some money on those people. That stuff doesn't come up for free. Okay. Like there's a cost to doing business. It's just part of the territory. There's a cost to loving yourself. 
right? The cost might be letting go of habits or safety nets or like the baby blanket of whatever you're holding on to, like being willing to heal from the addiction or drop and get deliverance from the addiction, right? Being willing to go through a healing program, being willing to hire a coach, to hire a therapist, to invest in getting those skills, to do what is required for you to get healthy, to develop a relationship with God, giving your heart and your your heart healing over to God, right? Something that I would constantly pray since my area had been relationship was, God, you perfect my love story. Like literally I am putting my entire love story on the altar. Like, you know how I've been hurt. You know how my heart is wired. You know uh, who I am a, a match for, like literally who you've designed me to be a helpmate to. You know what I mean? You know who my partner and purpose is. Like, you know that. And I'm going to just take myself off this assignment and put this on your list. <laughs> I'm going to do my list and the list that you're giving me, but I'm going to put that one on you. You perfect my love story. Well, I'll be busy about what you tell me to do, right? And that's beautiful because he does, <laughs> right? He'll work out that story for you, okay? So you got to do some heart work and some hard work. It's just the cost of doing business, all right? And if you don't have, this is a crazy thing that really got me moving. If you don't have the discipline and follow through, God will use another willing vessel, okay? So like the best way I can describe this, have you ever thought that you came up with like the most brilliant idea ever? You're like, yes, this is an amazing idea. I'm gonna go launch this thing. And then you Google it and it already exists. And you're like, what? They like stole my idea. <laughs> right? Like, has that ever happened to you? So the interesting thing is, is that God has things that he's designed for you to do and things that he is inviting you into partnership with him to create, to manifest in the world. However, if you don't show up for the assignment, he will find another willing vessel to get it into the world. That is just it, right? So I know even when writing my first book, I was like, ooh, like I know that it's time because I would be upset if I saw that published by somebody else. If I knew that God was stirring this idea up in me for years and I didn't have the courage to step out and create it, I would be so bummed if I saw that somebody else did that. Like yay, because that work needs to be in the world, but boo, because you missed the boat, right? So I have this, just expectation of myself, this standard, if you will, that there will be nothing that shows up through someone else's life that was supposed to be mine. <laughs> like I will partner with God for every assignment, for every everything that he drops in my heart. Like I will partner with him and do what's required to create that thing, whatever it takes, knowing that it's gonna take all of me, but he picked the right person is how I look at it, okay? So loving yourself can be as amazing as you think it is. Like you can think that it's going to be this hard, really painful journey, or you can trust that with God, it could be something exhilarating and beautiful and the best gift that you give yourself. It's really as great as you think. And the other thing that I'll say about great people is that great people are resourceful, right? So when we think about in the world, a lot of times people will talk about, well, I don't have the time. I don't have the talent. I don't have the resources. I don't have the education. I don't have the whatever it is. Like it's definitely caught up in like what I don't have. 
forsaking what you do have, but it's often not resources that are needed. It's resourcefulness that is required, okay? And great people are resourceful. They know how to leverage relationships. They know how to see opportunity for their idea. They're willing to look at things differently and they can see things that other people would completely overlook and just not see at all. And great things happen, great ideas come forth through a variety of resources, whether that's people, whether it's financing, whether it's, uh, you know, different brainstorms and masterminds, like all of this, all of these ideas come forth from a combination of resources. And when you are possessed or consumed by your idea, you will see opportunity for it to flourish everywhere. Okay, so you've got to be possessed by it to possess it. You've got to be consumed by it to create it. Okay, it's got to become not something that you're like gripping and like holding so tight, but it is something that you're constantly thinking about, right? It's, it's like a child, like you're thinking about all the ways that you can serve and love this being and that you can train them up and help them and nurture them, right? Same thing with an idea. So when you are possessed by it, your eyes are seeing opportunity to move it forward, to advance it, to evolve it everywhere, okay? So the encouragement is, is when you have, like today, this divine inspiration to love yourself, don't ignore it. That might have been your tendency before. That might have been what enabled you to get so good at self-sabotage was ignoring your intuition, ignoring the still small voice, ignoring these inner promptings, this guidance that you're giving, but decide that you're not going to ignore it and you're going to listen. You're going to start a ripple of a new relationship with you. Okay, so like an idea, you allow it to embody you because you see and move differently because of that, right? So it's almost as if you become it's almost as if you become pregnant by it, right? You become pregnant by your idea. So when you think about a woman who is pregnant, often things that you'll hear is that her appetite changes and she's eating all these weird things like pickles and raisins and I don't know, right? But it's weird stuff, like the appetite changes. But that's also what happens with an idea, right? You begin to desire what will bring that baby into fruition and you set boundaries and have like a distaste, sometimes like a disgust for the things that aren't going to serve it. Super, super powerful, okay? So when you're thinking about an idea, I just encourage you to use that as a metaphor for how you love yourself, okay? Are you honoring yourself and what you have need of? And maybe you're even in a place, and I'm with you in this, I've been in this place, maybe you're in a place where you don't even know what you have need of, but start there. Are you honoring yourself by giving yourself space to explore what you need? And maybe you do that by hiring somebody that can help you explore what you need. I know I had to do that. I was in a place where I never created space to myself that that felt really scary, right? Like how could I spend time with me? Or like, what am I supposed to do in that time? Or like, what if I find stuff that I don't like? Like I can't, it was terrifying to be honest, right? So I started creating 
I started hiring people <laughs> to help me show up for me, right? So whether that was, you know, a therapist to help me start looking within or whether that was working with a coach to help me start actualizing things that are in there, right? I started making space for that because I was worthy of that investment and I had to prove that to myself. So maybe that's where you are, but are you honoring yourself? Are you believing in yourself? You are worthy of your belief. And the truth is when we don't believe in ourselves, we can't get anybody to support us. So this happens with a lot of people uh, that have to start doing sales, right? If you can even imagine that, if you've had to do sales at all, it, it can be the most, it's kind of like public speaking. Like you're just terrified of rejection. You just fumble. It's super awkward. You don't know what to say. There's all this pressure um, f from self, right? But, but feeling like you're going to let somebody down, right? But when you believe in yourself and when you're confident, that sells, right? Like confidence sells. So are you believing in yourself? Is there something going on in your life that needs your belief? I just encourage you to entertain that. And are you connecting to the resources, to the things that you need to be successful, right? I know that God put me we gave me the opportunity to plug into a healing and recovery community, right? So if he presented that to you, would you follow through? Would you show up or would you be like, nah, I ain't got time for that, right? Like, are you connecting yourself to what's needed? Maybe God has community, divine connection, support, that next teacher that you, the student, are ready for and the teacher appeared and then you're like, nah, right? Like, you were praying for it. You were asking for this person to support you. The person shows up and you're like, whatevs, and you keep moving. Mm, no, <laughs> right? Like follow through. Like there's so much blessing and reward on the other side of you following through. Are you respecting you? You know, sometimes we learn this the hard way. Like we get disrespected in a painful and undeniable way. And then we, it exposes how much we've actually been disrespecting ourselves, right? Or maybe we are betrayed and we realize how much we've been betraying ourselves or we've been abandoned and we're like, oh my God, I've been abandoning myself my whole life. No wonder this keeps happening because I am a match for it. You know what I mean? So when you look at your life, sometimes you can start to see patterns of where you might not be respecting you and then it's on you to start learning how to respect you and again if you don't know how you can hire help to do this and you probably need to because if it left up to you you won't do it right because if you were really serious you would have done it by now right so sometimes you do have to invest and put some skin in the game to get that help because where you might not show up for you when you enlist somebody else in your growth You'll show up for them and they'll help you show up for you. The right people will, right? Are you cultivating the structure, the discipline, the diligence to love yourself well? That requires space. Like just like you have your calendar blocked out for all these things that are important for you, like where are you on there? Do you have just as much time blocked out for you? Because how on earth are you going to produce and bring excellence to everything on your calendar if you're not first filling yourself up with that? Input equals output, okay? And then are you allowing love to come to you, right? Are you putting yourself in environments where you can be loved? Are you cultivating a relationship? Are you spending with time with God and allowing him to love you? 
I just encourage you to think about this. It's been hard. If you're like, why is it so hard to follow myself? It's been hard because you've learned and you've been conditioned not to. But that's not a reason to not start. And the beautiful thing is when you do a journey with God, when you go on this journey with God to love yourself well, he will guide every step. He will lead you to exactly what it is that you need. You just have to be willing to show up. You have to be willing to trust him to be faithful, to be who he says he is. I'm willing to bet on you, God, so that you help me bet on me too. And I know that when we do that together, there's so much more (laughs) that you will give me an ability and a capacity to do. And I'm here for it, right? You have me here alive on purpose. And my purpose is to live like it. And part of that means loving myself well, that I might love your people well, that I might serve them the way you've designed me to, that I might literally bring your heart, your goodness, your breakthrough to them because of how you bring all of that to me. Blessings are on the other side of you loving yourself. Favor, your portion, everything that's connected to yourself. And this could be a revival in your own life. Imagine what kind of breakthrough will you start unleashing when you start loving you. Sometimes too, the easiest thing to do, metaphorically so, like in an idea, right, is to start doing the opposite of what you've been doing, (laughs) right? If you've been ignoring those promptings, listen. If you've been blocking your calendar completely, create open space on it. Like there's things that you can do the opposite of that you get really good at. If you've been making excuses, start following through. That's how you get good, right? But Build integrity with you. Start keeping every promise that you make, even the small ones, and start stacking them and showing up for you. And create accountability in your life by investing in it. Okay? My prayer for you is that you will 100% know that you are worthy of love, that you will experience that, that you will literally be moved by how much God loves you that you will have an encounter and know how much God loves you that will change how you love you and change how you love everyone in your world and everyone that you're called to. So, as I promised, (laughs) for those that have made it to this point, come on, celebrate you. There's some exciting things that are happening. Number one, block your calendars now. And if you're not encouraged, Co., I invite you to get plugged in. That's how you're going to know about this and RSVP to it. But EncourageCo, www.couragecoe.org, we are going to do a free three-day challenge at the end of the month. It's going to be on the 28th, 29th, and 30th, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, at the end of the month, and it's called Permission to Prosper. It's going to be so good. You do not want to miss this. It is totally free, so make sure that you plug into that, and also... We are going to be announcing around that same time (laughs) the launch of the next round of the God's Vibes Mastermind, okay? This mastermind is three months in length. It is revelation-packed. It is profound in the best ways. It will change and challenge the way you think and how you move and how you operate. It'll redefine what success looks like for you. I teach a spirit-driven success method in there, amongst other things. It will be something that completely revolutionizes your world if you allow it to do so. It is three months in length. 
you get content that is re released to you. So it's over 65 hours of video trainings <laughs> and empowerment worksheets that are just dripped to you so you can't binge it or get overwhelmed. It will literally, you will be led and guided through the whole experience. You get weekly live coaching. You get two free courses just by joining the Mastermind U2.0, which is about up-leveling every single area of your life, whether it's finance, relationships, health, whatever it is up leveling every single area. You also get launching your spirit led business. I have a lot of people that want to launch a God dream, but they want to do it God's way. So you get those two free courses. You get the entire program workbook. You get a declaration deck, which I like to say it's an affirmation deck on steroids because it's God's word that doesn't return void. And it will have God's word on one side and a scripture on the other super duper powerful just to have these and you can put them i've had people do so many creative things with them i have a client that leaves them in her car so like whenever her car is getting serviced she'll notice that it like moves around or valets will look at it it's so awesome so you'll get a declaration deck you'll get visualizations guided journal prompts throughout the course and you also get a master class bundle that has 12 masterclasses, 12 challenges, and 12 interviews, and you get all of those as bonuses. It's actually really insane. And while the mastermind is three months, you get access to it for an entire year, meaning you get to go through it four times. Absolutely insane. And it's priced at a price, I promise you, that is so ridiculous. It's so below how much value you actually walk out of there with. And it's really a no brainer. <laughs> So if you've been vibing with this podcast, this will blow your mind. You can apply, you'll see it over at Courage Co. It's www.courageco.org. There's gonna be an area where you can apply for it. And if you are already plugged into Courage Co., you won't use that outside version. You'll actually log into Courage Co. and you'll go under courses and programs and you'll see it there. It says apply for the God's Vibes Mastermind, okay? So we're going to launch it at the very end of the month and then you'll be able to get in during that launch period. And then we're officially going to start pre or the prep week or the pre-work, which is a whole week of content on April 3rd. And then you'll get to actually start the program on April 10th. So super exciting. I just am so expectant for what God is doing. If you feel like this is something that you need to plug into, do not hesitate. This is gonna be again at a price that you're not gonna find anywhere else for so much value that it will blow your mind. So get plugged in there, apply now, www.courageco.org or on the inside, go to courses and programs and you'll be able to connect there. And if you've not subscribed, this is your moment to do that again. If you subscribe, leave a five-star review and leave a comment about how this podcast is changing your life. Not only will that bless my soul, I just love seeing how this podcast is uh, impacting you, but I will give you a free gift as well. I will send the God's Vibes Matter devotional your way, which is really designed to help you deepen your relationship with God, which would only be a blessing as you are on this journey of learning how to love yourself better. All right. So until next time, everybody, I hope this message blessed you. Stay blessed. Listen, if you are not plugged into Courage Co. yet, what are you doing? Courage Co. is a faith-based community off social media that you can access from your phone or your desktop, literally from anywhere. It is a safe 
place and a sacred space for you to invest in and live your most courageous and impactful story. You can join us for free for prayer calls and challenges, for a monthly subscription where we have monthly masterclasses, or the God's Vibes Mastermind where you will get live master life coaching at a price that you won't get anywhere else. 12 weeks of content that we will go through together or you can navigate at your own pace. You'll have lifetime access to that. A community of women doing this alongside of you, a workbook and so many other materials to help you on your journey. And I just want you to imagine for a second, having the courage, clarity and focus to achieve anything you desire. Walking into any situation, fully confident, knowing you have everything you need to succeed. Embracing challenges and overcoming obstacles with grace and ease. Feeling only love and compassion for others, no matter how they may have hurt you in the past. Standing up for what you believe in and taking unstoppable action to create the kind of world you want to live in. You're in the right place to take your next step on your journey. When you plug into the God's Vibes Mastermind, I'll teach you how to identify and eliminate the self-limiting beliefs and habits that are stopping you from getting the results you want. I'll teach you how to heal old wounds that have negatively impacted your self-image and self-esteem for far too long. I'll show you how to dismantle the story of who you are and what you can or cannot do in the world. I'll help you expand your consciousness from fear-based limitation to love and compassion and service to the world. I'll help you vanquish the inner enemies that are stopping you from being all that you can be. Release your victimhood and reclaim your power. Develop a aligned mindset and habits to boost your productivity and results. Gain deeper awareness of your own inner light and divinity and achieve the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual self-mastery needed to achieve any goal. You will learn how to think the way God formed, shaped, and anointed you to think and succeed the way he always intended and show up in any situation as the most powerful person in the room, no matter what challenges might appear on your path. If this sounds like something that you want to be a part of, I want to invite you to join the God's Vibes Mastermind. You can get plugged into it over at Courage Co. You can access Courage Co. at any level at www.courageco.org. Together, we will awaken your inner warrior spirit and unleash your capacity to achieve any goal you can imagine. You will become an example of what's possible with God.